0: and welcome to this edition of the funeral fact podcast i'm jeff casper i'll be your host today and first of all as we get started i want to thank everyone who's gone to funeralfact.com and uh, subscribed to our podcasts on both the apple podcast store and the google play music store Um, and say hello to our listeners In uh, the United States, of course, but also Canada, Japan, uh, Taiwan, and our friends in Europe. Uh, It's amazing how the podcast is spreading, and we are are just delighted with um, uh, the results that we're seeing as far as our listenership, as well as we hope that you enjoy it. So of course, if you have questions, comments, ideas for future shows, we would hope that you would stop by our website at uh, funeralfact.com. And of course, if you will rate us on iTunes, that helps out as well as subscribe. We appreciate that too. Today, our guest is Gary Moore. Um, He's a licensed funeral director CAFDR 965 in California. And today our topic is embalming and what does that really mean? Hello, how are you doing, Gary? Very good. That's good. Um, I do want to alert our listeners uh, real quickly that uh, as we are, are putting this together, um, we are enjoying a power failure it happens to be a heat wave here in california and of course with the first heat wave uh, occasionally you get uh, uh, power outages and we are running on our battery backup and other backup systems so if uh, you notice a difference in the auto audio quality uh, i'll apologize in advance and uh, that's that's probably what the issue is it's not your uh, podcast player so gary first of all You know, there's a lot of folks that have talked about the different elements that are involved in in the, uh, you know, dying process as far as aftercare, if you will, uh, of your loved ones. And one of the topics that popped up was embalming. And I know that you're a licensed embalmer. And I was wondering if you could just give us a little history as far as where did embalming come from or... You know, was that something that is relatively new, or has it been around a while?
1: The embalming was first uh, being practiced in Egypt. Uh, this was during ancient times. Uh, pharaohs and uh, people in powers they would have their bodies embalmed to prepare them for the afterlife. Uh, the process has changed over the years, and. Uh, is done quite differently today than it was back in ancient times but it became very very uh, widespread in the united states uh, during during the civil war a lot of our soldiers were uh, killed in battle and then uh, at that time the fastest mode of transportation was trains and therefore uh, as soldiers were dying in the Fields embalming would take place in the field to preserve the body so that the bodies could be returned to their loved ones for uh, ceremonies and proper burial. Um, it, was, it became very widely practiced uh, during the Civil War time here in the United States.
0: Now, I presume that, as you said, it, it slows down the, uh, uh, the natural processes that go on. Um, does it slow down tremendously? I mean, I know that uh, uh, Lenin in in uh, Russia has been on display for years since his death. uh, And I presume that he was embalmed. Uh, Is that the same for everybody? Or do they have a different formula, if you will, uh, for someone who would just be a, a normal person like you or I?
1: Well, here in the United States, there are companies that produce embalming fluids, and it is, uh, each company has their own recipe. Uh, The chemical itself um, is, contains compounds that uh, when administered to the body uh, will slow down or almost eliminate uh, deterioration, It will preserve the tissues. Um, If the body is embalmed and then placed in an airtight capsule, like a casket that is hermetically sealed, which would be airtight and impervious to any entrance of uh, moisture, um, the body can be preserved for hundreds and hundreds of years.
0: Um, Now, one one thing that I, I was thinking about as you were you're talking now, uh, I presume that the embalming fluid replaces the blood uh, in your veins. Is that a correct presumption?
1: It is. Um, the embalming fluid um, is actually it replaces all the blood, and uh, the art- arterial system is what is used to uh, access. And inject the fluid in the body and then the venous system we would puncture a hole so that the old blood could be uh, removed through the veins. Um, we use a, a pump and it has a tank with the chemical in it uh, injected by a pump that pulsates just like our heart beats when we're alive and you inject the fluid in you make an incision in a vein and as you're injecting into the artery, it will just go right through the heart as if the heart was pumping. It will push this chemical through the entire body, through the entire circulatory system and then uh, forces the blood out of the hole or the incision you make in the vein and then when you start uh, receiving, as you're pumping or the machine is operating, uh, you will forcing the blood out of the body and once you uh, have replaced all of the blood with the chemical and you just have the chemical coming out instead of any old blood uh, and you physically see a change in the body as you're doing this uh, firm in the tissues a uh, change in color um, you'll know when the process is finished the average person usually requires about two and a half gallons of fluid uh, the chemicals that would be used today there are various strengths depending on the cause of death uh, the embalmer will select the proper fluid to address the uh, circumstances that he's faced with today there's so many people on different therapies for different diseases that uh, there are several different uh, fluids available to us to counteract those chemicals that are Body that are dis, uh, distributed through the body in the medicines that we're given.
0: Never even so thought actually, about that being it's a actually,
1: factor. Uh, you know, altering the chemistry of the body.
0: Very interesting. And now, after you have have processed um, uh, a body like that, then uh, you. I presume that you also probably need to have have makeup and because if, if especially if someone's been very ill and you know if they haven't haven't been well for some time um and their their hairstylist does the embalmer take care of that or is that something that the family would need to arrange
1: no many times the embalmer is also able to do any cosmetics uh, some some do not do hair uh you know, sometimes we have a separate cosmetologist and that will assist, but many embalmers um, do receive the training in cosmetics, the application of different cosmetics, and also hairstyling, uh, depending on the mortuary college that you attend uh, when you receive your instruction. Um, the One of the big reasons for embalming is really the sanitation of the body because um, it will stop Uh, the spread of contagious disease. And that's one of the real big reasons for embalming. Uh, There are certain health and safety codes, every state has these codes. And uh, there are some diseases that it's absolutely required that the body be embalmed, just to prevent any pandemic from spreading within society. Um, If a person has religious beliefs, or just personal beliefs that they're absolutely opposed to embalming, then uh, the family needs to select an immediate uh, disposition, either cremation or burial as soon as possible. Uh, So the main reason is really sanitation and cleanliness. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, a lot of people don't stop to think, but the way our body works uh, as we consume our food, goes into our our stomach, the stomach does mix uh, with acids, with, you know, our body chemistry creates acids to help dissolve the food and break it down. And then as it moves through the intestine, uh, our intestine are full of bacteria, and that bacteria breaks down the food further, and it is absorbed in the stream and distributed throughout the body. To, deliver nutrients to our entire body. Every organ requires different nutrients. Um, this is just how our bodies function. And if uh, a person, when a person does die, the uh, body is no longer able to, the heart's no longer pumping blood and circulating uh, you know, the fluid and uh, delivering these nutrients to the different organs. The intestinal Track, it's still full of bacteria, and it will begin consuming, uh, you know, the body itself internally, which will create. Illnesses. You'll uh, the body will descend and then eventually explode. Um, so this is just a natural process uh, that's decomposition starts from within and. By doing the bombing, we kill all of that bacteria so that the bomb does not uh, explode like that. Um, the other thing, and this is a process that takes several days, if a body is just uh, abandoned, off, found upon yes. Um This process will take, depending on the temperature of the room or, or if a person is outside being exposed, um, This is what will determine how long it takes for the body to actually consume itself or deteriorate, decompose. There's different terms that are used. Um, Another thing that happens uh, when the process does start and you start, these gases start uh, compiling and building, this will force the body to expel uh, any. Uh, If there's uh, undissolved food in the uh, stomach, it'll come out of the mouth. Uh, So there can be some very, very offensive odors uh, uh, that happen. It's very unpleasant unpleasant, uh, things to experience. Most people are just not in in tune or have ever even thought of this, but this is the process that happens uh, with refrigeration and or embalming you can eliminate that process or slow it way down to where you have it controlled and have your disposition
0: so you know if you needed to wait a
1: week there are other times where uh, people that choose to ship their loved ones from one state to another or out of the country Each country has laws and regulations. They do require, uh, most inquire, any bodies being transported across state lines by a common carrier, and the most common carrier used is an airplane uh, or train, uh, occasionally uh, ship, uh, you know, on a ship across the oceans. Um, Any common carrier will not accept a body that's not embalmed. And most will require that the body be encased in a hermetically sealed casket. This is an airtight uh, casket, so that there's no offensive odors um, to offend, you know, the other passengers. Really, just common sense.
0: Yeah, that that does make sense. Now, if someone has had uh, uh, organ donation, or perhaps they were in the middle of a surgery when they passed away can they still be embalmed or is that option out for them?
1: Oh yes, oh yes, no, no, it's uh, the process is just a little different, but uh, the, I mean, there's several ways to embalm the body and uh, the most common is like I first described but uh, people that have undergone a surgery or been killed accidentally. There are other ways and other procedures that are used but you can be just as effective with someone that has made donations prior to embalming or surgeries anything like that it's very possible
0: and um you had talked about for instance if you have to ship a body from here say to hawaii or idaho for that matter i guess it really doesn't matter uh it's but with that length of time um it would do you do a different procedure if you know somebody is going to be going on a longer journey versus perhaps in a week they'll have a funeral or a memorial service um, and then be buried uh, or cremated? Does that make a difference in the in the process?
1: Um, most embalmers, when they know someone's being shipped out of state or across, you know, uh, out of the country, will use uh, a stronger a stronger mixture in their chemicals. Uh, chemicals that are used for embalming come in different strengths, and uh, they uh, used, you're more confident with your procedure if you use a stronger chemical, um, and you may take some added procedures. But uh, most most embalmers are aware of what the disposition is, or the choices the family has made for the loved one, and then based on the cost, of death, and the the body, embalmer uh, assesses the body. First, assesses the body before he begins his process. Um, he makes those determinations, and with experience, um, you know, it's just it's it, it's an art. It really is an art, and it is called the art of embalming. And each embalmer, uh, they have their own. There's no there's no uh, set procedure that has to be followed to like step 1 through 12. Uh, each embalmer has their own techniques to achieve a final goal. And it's really, uh, it's an art and it's something that's generally passed on from one embalmer to the next. And like myself, I went and under, I underwent a two-year apprenticeship under a licensed uh, embalmer and funeral director. And he passed on, um, the process as he was taught uh, to me and I've since passed that on to others Um, but I have worked with other embalmers that uh, are, they use a totally different process than I do
0: I mean and and that's kind of neat because you've got a uh, in your case certainly a a technique uh, that has been you know passed along for at least three uh, embalmers and quite frankly, probably quite a few more.
1: Uh, I I would think uh, the person that taught me and then I subsequently taught others, uh, it's probably gone through four generations at this point. Now, someone taught the man that taught me. I don't know who that was. That was long before my time. So it is something that has been uh, passed on. And we have all uh, learned little techniques or tricks, so to speak, that, uh, you know, we've acquired or perfected. And there has been um, advances in the uh, chemicals and the recipes used to create those chemicals uh, over the years. There have been some chemicals that have been uh, banned from use due to um, their... um, cancer-causing, so the embalmers are protected better today against, uh, you know, inhaling these fumes, so to speak, uh, that could cause lung cancer in the embalmer. And our ventilation systems have changed dramatically. Uh, The embalming room today is totally different than the one 50 years ago. The updates that have taken place. it has changed. It's evolved, and it's much, much better, much more advanced. And we do get better and better results as the years go on. Um, I personally have had the opportunity to um, move a person that had been embalmed, placed in a hermetically sealed casket, and then was in a crypt in a mausoleum for over 34 years. Uh, this was a young man that had died, and um, this was accidental. Um, His wife remarried some years after his death, and as his parents aged, uh, they asked for permission from his spouse if they disinter his body and move him to a different cemetery in Northern California where they planned to be. They wanted to be buried together as a family. Uh, And since she had remarried and moved on with her life, she was not opposed to that. I was given the task to uh, exhume the body, and we removed the body from the mausoleum from the crypt, brought it back to the funeral home, and literally just uh, cleaned the exterior of the casket. It was very dusty, but we cleaned the exterior of the casket. was basically spraying it with Windex and wiping it and it looked brand new. And it was just out of our curiosity we wanted to see because we knew the man had been embalmed over 30 years prior. We opened the casket and with literally about, I would say, two minutes worth of touch up on his cosmetics. He could have been displayed for an open casket uh, ceremony. He was in perfect condition.
0: It was was amazing. 34 years and just a little bit of touch-up work and uh, he would have uh, looked like he did 34 years previously.
1: Absolutely, there was absolutely no odor, no sign of decomposition. He was in very good condition.
0: Absolutely amazing. Um,
1: so, this, you know, this, this, where Lenin in, in uh, Russia has been encased, I believe his casket is a glass box, if I'm not mistaken. And I know it is airtight because uh, they use a little bit different process over there. And if uh, I had heard that it was reopened every so many years and that there was additional chemicals added to his body i don't know if that's true or not that's just the rumors i've heard Uh, with the chemicals we use there's no need for that once it's done if it's done properly there's no need to go back and re-embalm the body Uh, but it was his body is being maintained in an airtight environment Um, what will cause a body to start deteriorating after it's been embalmed is exposure to moisture.
0: And obviously in the example that you had cited, they were in a crypt above ground and so that above wasn't, ground, yeah, wasn't a problem.
1: And an airtight, airtight casket. So that was, uh, that's why he was in such good condition.
0: Wow, absolutely fascinating. Now does every funeral home have to have an embalmer or are most funeral directors also embalmers or uh they might be
1: um there are there are a lot of funeral homes that uh there's no one on staff that is a licensed embalmer and what they will do there are embalmers uh, we call them trade embalmers they don't work for one particular location but they uh, are available to many locations and the will travel to the each individual funeral home and perform the embalming uh, on the premises for that funeral home. They're called a trade embalmer. So they go from place to place. Uh, They work on a contract per body fee schedule. Uh, Normally the funeral home will supply them with the chemicals that they prefer to use. Um, And and embalmers all have their favorite uh, embalming food company. You know that they prefer to use. Uh, there's five or six major companies that make embalming chemicals, and like I said, it's a recipe. It's no different than, and I'm going to use an analogy. It's no different than whiskey. There's several places that distill whiskey differently, and they have their own recipe. Uh, you know, and embalming fluid is, you know, it has its own recipe. Uh, so, different embalmers prefer different chemicals or different chemical companies.
0: And, and as you had said, it's whatever they're used to and familiar with working and uh, working with, and mm-hmm. and each has a, a probably a little different flavor, if you will, um, to do uh, whatever needs to be done. Um, now, with the is there a time that you you had mentioned everything? Uh, as far as being the artistry that's involved, is there a time that it generally takes to embalm a body? Is it something that's relatively quick or does it take, you know, many hours?
1: I, I would think the average embalming can take anywhere from one to three hours. Uh, depends on the skill of the embalmer. Um, as far as a time frame, though, one thing that uh, when a person does die, The body, uh, when we die, our metabolism, as the body is, the different cells die at a different rate. And as the body is dying and the cells are dying off, body temperature will rise degrees an hour for the first several hours. And drop one degree an hour until it meets room temperature. Um, This is how cause of death is sometimes determined or time of death, I should say. Uh, you know, use some of these shows on television where they say the coroner determined that a certain time time frame, one or two hour window. I'll take the and measure the temperature of the liver. Uh, the liver, for some reason, will hold temperature and be more accurate as far as measurement. And then they can kind of get an idea because they they have a chart or a schedule that they know how how many hours, based on the temperature, how many hours you know it took for the body to get that temperature. Uh, it's based on the temperature and the temperature of the liver. And that's, you know, that's something that they can determine the first maybe 24 hours of death or 36 hours of death. After that, it's, it's pretty hard to determine. But uh, what I was going to say is, the sooner after death that the body is embalmed, uh, the better results the embalmer will get. So if a person dies on a Monday and the embalmer's uh, not able to embalm the body till Wednesday, um, the results, the final results that he's able to get won't be as good as if he was able to embalm that body the day after death. So the sooner you embalm the body, the better results you get not that it's impossible it's just that you'll get a better result because the tissues are starting down upon death and the quicker you can uh, inject this chemical the better results you'll have with preserving the tissues and there does come a time where it's impossible to involve the body because the uh, arterial and venous system will break down and you no longer have access to be able to inject the chemical.
0: Fascinating. Um, Mr. Moore, I want to thank you very much. The clock has caught up with us. Uh, I can't believe we've already spent a half an hour uh, talking about this. It's been fascinating, uh, not only to learn the history, but also to... Uh, go through the process um, and hopefully make uh, some of our listeners a little more comfortable uh, with the process and and have a greater understanding of what that really is. So until next time, I'd like to invite our listeners to please go to funeralfact.com as well as subscribe in the Apple iTunes or Podcast Store, as well as the Google Play Music Store. Uh, And please, please write reviews. We appreciate it. It helps us in the rankings um, and helps other people learn about uh, the Funeral Fact Podcast. And until next time, this is Jeff Casper, wishing you good night and good luck. preceding broadcast is copyright 2017 casper media all rights reserved